welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast, a podcast about marriage, murder, with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And yeah, we're here to tell you guys about a new case. Oh boy, I'm excited. Um, I'm so excited that we suddenly have a lot more listeners. It's um, really cool. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, I feel like we've gained quite a bit over the past uh, maybe like week or so. Um, you know, we're trying to spread ourselves out, get ourselves out there, and hopefully more people and more people like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I know last week um, we were talking about adding a little more content because um, we were feeling like our episodes were a little short. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided that we haven't really touched on marriage yet. Like we, I, say, I just want to say that she's told me what this segment is. But hasn't told me what she's going to say, so I have no idea what this is. What? It's just marriage tips. Okay. We haven't talked, we have like, uh, I mean, uh, part of our podcast name is Marriage, marriage Murder in the Murrays. <laughs> and like, well, it's like we're married. We're really just talking about a lot of murder. It's true, I guess. I guess that's true. <laughs> what were you going to say, though? I don't know. I guess we just, we just like a lot of murder. But you're right. We haven't talked about marriage. Yeah. I did wise words last week. <sighs> you didn't. What do you mean I didn't? I did. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. But, um, I mean, I think, like, I I wanted to do, like, a marriage tip. Okay. What is it? I'm curious. Well, so I had one, and then throughout the day, I changed it. What was the original one? <laughs> I don't want to tell you, because I want to save it for next time. Oh, okay. But so, the one I changed it to is my tip, my marriage tip today which I guess we can come up with like a name for this little segment. But my sure. marriage tip today is um, make the stupid little things you do fun. Like I love when we go grocery shopping together. Why? And we try and guess the total. Oh, yeah. And like not only does that make us laugh, but like it really makes like the cashier laugh. Like they always think we're so funny. It depends on the cashier, but usually like I would say like nine out of ten times like – they, we either get a Price is Right reference or just, like, a general, like, they try to guess with us. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. They, it, like, they get really excited. And, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. And all of us as adults and, you know, especially adults with kids that have to do these huge, giant food shopping trips, like, ugh, it's such a pain. I it hate is. food, food yeah. shopping. But, like, I know. Do you make, remember when make we first, the little things fun. Do you remember when we first got together and we were first food shopping and how much anxiety I had? Yeah. Because of the amount of stuff that was in the cart? Right. Like, we kept putting stuff in the cart and, like... And that was only when we had one kid. I know. We only had one kid. <laughs> and so, like, we're walking... This was, like, maybe the first two times we went shopping. Like, we were walking around and, like, like halfway through the trip, I started being like, oh, my God, that's so much stuff in the shopping cart. And every item that we'd put in the shopping cart, my anxiety went further and further You would up. start, like, adding the total up on your phone. Like, oh, my God, how much money is this? <laughs> now I'm totally fine with it, and we spend, like, twice as much, probably. Well, yeah, because we have another kid. Yeah. But had you ever gone, like, for real life food shopping before I mean, we no, got together? Because it was just me, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, just, I was, if I did go shopping, it was for myself. Right. So. Was... You didn't food shop. I mean, no, but I was, like. You just <laughs> ordered. I did order out a lot. <laughs> But, I mean, I still knew how to do some things. I yeah. did shop it for myself. You know, not everybody's going to buy Doritos for me. You know, I can't order out Doritos. 
<laughs> Somebody's got to get the milk. It's true. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, you're right. We have a good time when we go shopping. We have a good time when we go anywhere. Well, so, that, I mean, that's my tip is just make the stupid, annoying shit fun. Like, whether it's really small right, and just, you know, make it fun. It's going to be annoying regardless. And so if you treat it like it's annoying, it's going to be miserable. It's going to suck worse. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well at least try to enjoy the annoying thing. Right. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. So, like, play the prices right when you're food shopping. <laughs> really. <laughs> Great tip. <laughs> and that is uh, Marriage Tips with Michelle. There you, oh, is that the segment name? Did you just do it? No, that's not really, like, oh, that's not creative at all. What do, yeah, well, what do you call it? I don't know. Marriage Magic with Michelle. Marriage Magic? There you go. That yeah, is and so then, like, There's, like, a wind chime in the background, and then, like, a fucking, like... <laughs> I don't know, like a Kiss 108 DJ comes in. He's like, that was marriage magic with Michelle. <laughs> now for your one hour power hour of uninterrupted music. Un- I thought you were going to say uninterrupted murder. Uninterrupted murder. <laughs> Just one hour. Straight American people. <laughs> so anyway, that was a great tip. Good job. Thanks. I enjoyed your new segment. Thanks. So, Next week, I'll let you know what my original one was. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a pretty good one. I'm going to have to wait a whole week for that? <laughs> you do. This Actually, I'm not even going to tell you. I don't like it. Like, it's not like we're going to turn the mic off and I'm going to be like, so this is what it was? I'm literally not going to tell you. Oh, man. Which is going to be so hard because I can't keep secrets. <laughs> yeah, but like, I hate you because I'm going to have to wait. Oh, God. See you next week, guys. That's the end of this episode. <laughs> So, would you like to know about my murder this week? I do. You've. I felt like you were writing a lot of notes this week. I actually, I do. I have. I have a lot. This one was really interesting. Okay. Um, it's another one that I don't think I've heard on any of my favorite podcasts. Okay. So I did end up watching. Um, I went, you know, back to OG. Um, remember the first episode we did? I did. Uh, snapped killer couples yes so i actually found another one on that that i thought was super cool so okay. i watched an episode of that it was um season nine episode seven damn there's nine seasons i actually think there's way more than that holy shit yeah i think there's like 14 that's a shitload of snapped killer couples yeah it's a lot of couples that kill people it or is couples that have killed each other yeah, I don't even know. What the Those are the only two I've I have watched the um, the San Francisco witch killers and now wow. these people. What are these people called? Uh, they don't have any fun names. Damn. But I called this the murder on Bourbon Street. Okay. So. I'm ready. Are you though? I don't know. You seem to think that this one was going to be pretty brutal. It's a really good one. A couple times she turned around while she was typing. And she was like, "Oh, I don't know." It's a good one. <laughs> okay. June 7th, 2012, shortly after 5 p.m. in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, a daily maintenance cleanup worker spotted a strange object washed up on the beach. As he approached, he discovered that it was the dismembered torso of a young woman. Holy shit. That started off real fast. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So, Terry Speaks was born in 1972 in Surrey, North Carolina. He had an absent father and a disabled mother and was left to be raised by his grandmother. Essentially, he had to be the man of the house during those young years, so he worked odd jobs to help pay the bills. Hmm. His senior year, he began dating his high school sweetheart, and they married soon after graduation. They quickly settled down and had two children. 
In order to better support his young family, he enlisted in the Marines. Unfortunately, his wife was unhappy during their long stretches apart, and it was putting a strain on the marriage. After only a few years together, she filed for a divorce, and she took the kids. Wow. I like that we went from, like, upper torso washed up on the beach Mm -hmm. to just, like, life stuff. You have to figure out in your head what happened. Well, like, but, like... As my story goes. That's, like, such a large jump. Like, it was, like, it was, like... Yeah, so like sometime in 2002, this guy found a body washed up on shore. Also, this other guy, totally normal upbringing, was wonderful, was the man of the house, had several jobs, really nice guy, married his high school sweetheart. I don't want to tell you everything right in the beginning. I know, but like it's just such a weird, I was, was trying such a weird to, jump. I was trying to make my story this week more like, you know, story, I, wanted it, yeah. I wanted it to grab you, you, you want You wanted the murder mystery. I wanted it to grab your okay. attention. Okay, all right. Do I have it? Yes. Then stop talking. I just, it's just very, it was a weird jump. <laughs> His senior year, uh, he began... Nope, yep, I said that. Thanks, Matt. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was just a weird jump. All right. Um, So, sadly, Terry felt that he was unable to fight a custody battle through the courts because his wife came from money and he knew that he didn't have the means to go against her. After serving his full time, he retired from the military and began working in restaurants around North Carolina. Although he was struggling with the loss of his family, within a year he met a woman named Cindy, and and he soon fell in love again. She quickly became pregnant, and they wed before the baby was born. Mm -hmm. Terry had a second chance at the family he had always longed for. His work in the restaurant field was going well, and he was asked to move to New York City. He chose to go, but sadly Cindy chose to stay behind in North Carolina with their newborn baby. Oh, man. Once again, the time took a significant toll on the marriage, and Cindy soon filed for divorce. Poor guy. Right? It's two in a row. Mm-hmm. Striking out. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. He didn't get my tip on how to make things fun. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Devastated at the loss of his second family, Terry fell into a dark depression. He began using drugs and alcohol to cope, and seeing his spiral downward forced both ex-wives to cut off contact with his children completely. Oh, my so, God. So, like, he just had nothing anymore. This poor dude. Yeah. I mean, did he, when he married the second wife, yeah. Did he, he was still in contact with his kids from the first marriage? Very little, but yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he had like no custody. Like right. he not, there wasn't like a joint agreement or anything. Okay. But like he was still able to talk to them. Right. So after a few failed suicide attempts, Terry entered a nomadic lifestyle and began roaming the country, only staying in one place long enough to earn enough cash to move on. Okay. In 2011, he found himself in New Orleans working as a bouncer on Bourbon Street. There, he met 28-year-old Margaret Sanchez. Margaret was born and raised in Louisiana. She was said to be a rebel child that enjoyed being different from the norm. She had many struggles with her mother, and as soon as she graduated high school, she left home for the nearby town of New Orleans, where she felt more at home in the French Quarter. New Orleans. I know, you've been saying you want to go forever. I know, we should really still go. Yeah, someday. That would be fun. Okay. Not for murder, though. Mm, No. Okay. (laughs) Margaret was particularly drawn to the history the city held regarding the black magic. Oh, voodoo? Oh, yeah. She began practicing the voodoo. What kind of voodoo do you do? <laughs> do you remember when you got super annoyed by that song? Because you and Gavin just sang it all the time. It's so good, though. And... It was a really bad rendition. I was gonna. I was just going to say, don't make everyone think you have a bad voice, because you have a really great voice. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I got an Aaron Neville it. 
<laughs> you have a good voice, babe. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I keep interrupting you and you keep losing your space. I know. It's okay. It's okay. okay. To support herself, she became a fire twirler and performed on Bourbon Street or within clubs in the area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super cool. One night in 2012, while performing outside near a club, a certain onlooker caught her eye. 40-year-old Terry Speaks. Margaret was a very forward person, and that night she introduced herself to Terry and invited him back to a party that she was attending with friends. Okay. So, like, that was it. They were they were together from that point. Like, there was... That point on. Yeah. That, that was it. <laughs> 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 they fell in love that night. Okay. Fair enough. Love at first twirl. twirl. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She made Terry feel like he might have a chance of having, you know, back what he had lost two times before. Like almost a normal life, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. So after only a couple of months of dating, they were married by a doorman on Bourbon Street. That's very weird. Yeah. I wonder if, like, was he like a good friend of theirs? I didn't say. Maybe because they met on Bourbon Bourbon Street. Street. I bet they, like, knew him or something. And he had he had to have had some significance. Like you don't just like pick a random door dude on Bourbon Street. Why not? I don't know. Like th- that's there's some significance there. There's got to be. Like imagine if we like we went to see like a wedding officiant, but like if we just like picked like oh yeah like this door dude in fucking Boston. Like no, there's gonna be some significance. I'm sure there. they didn't have like a real like wedding white wedding. white dress walk down the aisle ceremony. I don't know. He was, like, the only officiant they could find. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're... He was like, this guy's ordained. Yeah, New Orleans, we ain't got none of them, none of them ministers, nothing like that down here. Uh-uh. You want officiant, you got to go find yourself a doorman, y'all. I hope we don't have any listeners in Louisiana. Good job, Matt. What? Now we're not. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that was a pretty good Cajun accent. That was really bad. <laughs> It was so bad. Right. You're very white. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, get back to it. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. So their honeymoon phase would be very short-lived. <sighs> Boy, all right. Back to June 7th of 2012. The torso that washed up on shore 60 miles east of New Orleans. Yeah. And we're back. Okay. okay. Wow, you snapped back. Yeah. Medical examiner was able to determine that the cause of death, death was a single stab wound to the heart. While examining the remains of the body, they discovered that not only were the head and all other limbs removed, but she was skinned in certain places as well. Holy shit. It was determined that the skinning was in places that may have once contained tattoos, and they were removed to make it even more difficult for her body to be identified. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Like. That's crazy. That but is that's insane. like. Smart. Pretty smart, yeah. Yeah, But insane. Yeah. As careful as the killer had tried to be, they failed to remove the belly button ring from the torso. And this detail led investigators to a report of a missing woman from just that morning. Hmm. This woman was employed at Temptations Gentlemen's Club on Bourbon Street as a dancer. Looking at pictures of this missing young woman, they saw that she had tattoos in places that matched the areas of the removed flesh from the torso. These details immediately led them right to their victim, 22-year-old Jaron Lockhart. She was reported missing that morning by her boyfriend, Jeremy. She texted him that she had found a ride and was on her way home from work, but she never showed up. During the next few days, more body parts began washing up on shore. 
Her head was found in the past Christian Harbor, about three to four miles from where her legs and some of her clothing had been found. Oh my God. Her arms were never found. Once the head was found, they were able to use her dental records and officially identify the body. Imagine being the, those parents. Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Holy shit. Yeah. Of course, because of her occupation as an exotic dancer, the media reports were not what they should be for a young, single mother doing everything she had to do for her three-year-old daughter. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's never that way. Yeah, that's Of course, shitty. it's always the victim's fault if they're in a job like that. Right. Which is absolutely ridiculous. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's shitty. Yeah. I mean, she was, that's a, it's weird, like, it, like, dehumanizes them somehow. Right. To, they're to, not to, as like, important as someone who wasn't an exotic dancer. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you're, it's a, a person is a person is a person. Right. I mean, that's terrible. Right. She had dreams of one day going back to school for cosmetology. Obviously, Jeremy, her boyfriend, became an immediate suspect, because they always are, which, like, I think it's, like, 90% of the time it normally is, like, a, Did a partner. Did Jeremy speak? What? Oh, no, it's wrong guy. It's Terry. It's Terry. <laughs> Damn, that would have been perfect. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> he was quickly ruled out because it was obvious that he was distraught over her death, and he had friends that stated that he was with them most of the night. When investigators reviewed the security footage from the bar that night, they were able to see Jaron leaving with a couple. Several of Jaron's co-workers recall the couple offering money to go back to their place for a private dance, but unfortunately the couple didn't leave their name. Hmm. So had Jaron said that she would go with them? Right. Soon after releasing video footage to the public and asking for help in identifying the couple, the investigators received a call saying that she immediately recognized the woman in the video because it was her daughter. Ooh. Hmm. That's heartbreaking. No, this, not, uh, not Jaren. Oh, the other woman leaving with, with her. Mm-hmm. And, and they, whoever left with them. Yeah. So the couple, the unidentified couple that left with the victim. Right. Her mother called and right. was like, mm, that's my daughter with the murdered woman. Oh, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's still heartbreaking. Right? Having to, like, it's Like, oh, shit, did up. my sister, I meant, did my daughter, like. Yeah. Yeah. Have a hand Is in Is my this? daughter involved in, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. That takes a strong-ass parent. It does. I mean, you gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah. When investigators looked into Terry's past, they found that in 2004, when he had supposedly left North Carolina for work and moved to New York, Mm -hmm. it was actually because he was a convicted sex offender. When he was still married to his second wife, Cindy, he had been accused of having relations with a 14-year-old girl. Wow. So Terry had told everybody that he was leaving North Carolina and moving to New York because the restaurant business was, like, calling him there, uh-huh. when really it was because he had gotten arrested and convicted of, um, he, had, he was a sex offender. Holy he shit. He told them that he thought this girl was 19, she was really 14. Guess what he fucking had, only had to serve? Uh... Three months. What? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Thank you, justice system. Three months. That's no time. For an old man to be with a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he kept that under wraps the whole fucking time? Uh-huh. That is crazy. Yeah. So, so essentially, he um, broke his probation when he left North Carolina and went to New York. Right. And he was also supposed to register as a sex offender. Did he, did he get arrested in New York? No. No. 
Nobody knew he was working in New York? No. Okay, I see. Yeah, he was able to just flee and nobody really did anything. Wow. Yeah. And that was in 2004. So it's 2000, like, It's 2011 now. Right. 2012. 2012. 2012, yeah. So immediately investigators put out an APB on the couple. So after they've been identified by the, the girl's mother. Yep. Um, the couple's car was spotted on the South Louisiana Highway. The police pulled the car over and as they approached... Terry immediately jumped out and fled on foot. But thankfully, he tripped and he was apprehended. They don't know if he's running because of the outstanding warrant mm-hmm. or because of the murder. Right. They were able to charge Margaret as well for harboring a fugitive because he had the warrant out for his arrest right. because he had fled North Carolina and didn't register as a sex offender. Mm-hmm. So luckily, like they, the police have no idea at this time if they're actually involved in Jaron's murder. Right. But because of his shitty past... You know, they were able to arrest them, which is great, because yep. then they can start talking to them and find out what the hell really happened. Right. Terry said that he ran because he was scared and confused. He claims to know nothing about Jaron, claims he never met her. Of course, Margaret conveniently didn't remember anything either. She claims she got food poisoning that night and that Terry was busy cleaning up her mess. Hmm. So, they said they were busy doing that. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure when she said that, they didn't know yet that they had... Um, Video surveillance of them with Jaron. Right. Yet. Yeah. During the interview, Margaret's behavior became very strange. She went and sat down in a corner, wrapped a blanket around herself, and began sucking her thumb. That is super weird. Yeah. So the investigators. Yeah. The investigators are like, is this drugs? Like, is this like trauma? Or is she just pretending? And they think. It was just. They felt she was just pretending. I mean, that's a good way to get yourself off of something like that, right? You're like pleading insanity insane. or... Yeah, well, we talked about that last time, right. how like, um, uh, you know, some states... Have gotten what, rid was of it, that. Was it Kansas? It was Kansas last episode where we were saying that like the defense of madness, you can't use that anymore. Right. And I mean, I think in some cases it's probably warranted, but For I think sure. it's totally abused. Absolutely. Like, it seems like anytime somebody is aware that they've done something terrible and wrong. Yeah. They're like, oh, in that moment, oh, I was, I, you know, fits of rage. Or, or, hey, I'm fucking, I'm crazy. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> like, I'm insane. Like, mm-hmm. I had no. Don't blame cons- me. Yep. I'm crazy. It's like, no, dude, you're fucking murderer. Like, yeah. Shut the fuck up. You know right from wrong. It doesn't, would it matter if they were crazy or not? Like, does that really matter? I mean, what level, what, what level do you need to get to where, like, your inability to control your compulsions right right? like there's got to be like a line and i I guarantee that like 90 percent of people who murder people don't cross that line like somebody like a serial killer what do you mean don't don't cross that line where they don't know right from wrong or they do know right from wrong they don't cross the line where they're unable to know right from wrong like where their compulsions completely take over right right like a serial killer compulsions completely take over right right? like that's like a somebody who has an addiction like alcohol or something else yeah you know whereas like something like this it seems or just some of the other cases we've talked about yeah uh you know like the wiley axe murder like that woman wasn't insane she was just fucking mad and murdered this other lady right you know what i mean so like in a situation like that if somebody were to plead insanity like no you're not insane right you just did something stupid in a fit of rage like, right. but she clean. did. She did. I don't, I, know. Know if, I don't know if that was actually her, actually her defense. But I, in all honesty, like, and this is just like my personal opinion, 
The only time I think that an excuse like that could be warranted is in self-defense because like you are in that fight or flight mode. And like, if you do end up killing someone who is attacking you, like, I don't know if that could be considered a second degree murder. Wouldn't you get off in self-defense though? No, that, I mean, there's a whole case right now. Oh, what's her name? Nikki. Um, shit. Nikki something, but there's a whole case going on right now where she killed, you know, a person that was attacking her and someone that had been abusing her for years. And she's like in jail right now going through trial and everything. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I think she actually recently. There's like a whole petition going around and yeah. I think she actually recently got let go. I thought. I don't know. I know exactly who you're talking about. She was like sexually and physically abused for like years and years and like. At the age of, she was very young and ended up murdering the guy that right. was doing this to her. Uh, he was like almost pimping her out, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she got arrested. But for that it, and which that's is the that's the only time that I feel because like emotionally and mentally, she didn't make a choice. Right. That was literally like I'm sure that was an out of body experience. Like totally. that was just a you know. I, even Keep if it, yourself alive. I don't know. And even, I, and I do it, believe that could be a defensive madness case. I think in a case like that, even if it is like a, you're fully aware and, uh, you know, you, you have control over yourself. Like, I don't know. If I was in that situation, I would probably fucking want to murder that guy, too. Like, right. I don't even think, you know, I would want to be present for the murder of that person, like, it, mentally. Right. You know what I mean? Because fuck that person. No offense and... We swear anyway, most of the time. Um, but, like, seriously. Are you like, just apologizing for swearing after we've already sworn? Like, did we swear a bunch? Yeah. I, I guess I just, it, I don't notice it unless I emphasize it. I put emphasis on the wrong syllable there, and it made me think about it. <laughs> well, don't, like, mark the curse words worse. You gotta just make it flow. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I think that's super wrong, and... Uh, I do think that more often than not, uh, the insanity defense or like the madness you yeah. know, uh, defense is super abused. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I lost my place again. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> we went off on a long tangent right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Convinced that they... Uh, so the investigators convinced that Terry and Margaret knew more than they were letting on. They were actually able to obtain a search warrant. Inside the house, they found that the house was, like, crazy clean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they found bleach and cleaning chemicals. Mm. And, like, for people, for this couple who are very known to be, like, partiers and, you know, drugs and alcohol. Yeah, like, you don't expect to walk into this house and smell bleach and have it be, like, immaculate. Yeah. So, obviously, that piqued you know, the investigators' interest, and they were like, let's search as much as we can. Unfortunately, there was no evidence left of Jaron behind, but they did find a lot of books on human anatomy Hmm. and an altar and books on the occult. What road are we going down right now? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I told you you it was a whirlwind. Yeah, this has all kinds of twists. It has everything. It's crazy. Yeah. So luckily, the search warrant included uh, Margaret's car, and in the car they found sand, hmm. which you know the body parts were put on the beach. Yep. And they found strands of hair that matched Jaron's hair color, but unfortunately, DNA results were inconclusive. Hmm. 
because this was still 2004. Eight weeks after an arrest, eight, eight weeks after the arrest, a judge dismissed charges against Margaret and she was released. Mm-hmm. Terry was sent back to New York to serve time for failing to register as a sex offender. Jaron's case went cold. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing they can keep them with. There was no, like, physical evidence. Is this, are they both going to get off again? No. Are you lying to me right now? No. <laughs> they better not. A year later, they went back to Terry to try and get him to turn on Margaret. Maybe now he'd be willing to give her up. Unfortunately, he still loved her, and they were both getting clean and sober, and they planned to start a family once he was released from prison. Investigators requested copies of emails between Terry and Margaret. Because apparently prisoners can still... Email each other. Email each other. Hmm. Yeah. In the hundreds of emails, they found one that mentioned that Margaret was free solely because he was keeping his mouth shut and that she would be the one that they would fry, not him. Hmm. They also found some references to a rare astrological event. Some sort of planet alignment that only happens once every couple of hundreds of years. They compared the email dates to dates in some of the occult books, and they found that during the search of their house that the dates matched. So they, the books that were in their, their altar in their house yeah. matched with these astrological dates that they were talking about in their emails, which coincidentally aligned oh. with the date that Jaron was oh, murdered. Oh, boy. So according to the text in the books, this it, it's for human sacrifice. Sure. So the ritual was supposed to cleanse them of all their demons. So this ritual that was in the text for the human sacrifice is if you murder a young female and dump their body in the ocean, mm-hmm. then you will be cleansed of all of your sins and demons. That seems very simple. What? Like, that's it? Like, what that's demons? That's it? No, I mean, I mean, just like... It's just like, all right. Like, usually it's like... And I feel then, like that's the highest of No, I mean, the, it's terrible. Like, but that's the not worst of the worst. That's not what I'm saying, right? It's like, it's not like it's like, and on the 11th day, you shall pray to Bahamut and suck the blood out of the head of a yeah, redhead. Like, it's just like, all right, listen. So, like, what you got to do, dude, right, is you need to, like, murder this young lady. No, but it's only on these dates when the planets align, like, when the... It, I mean, it's fucking. That's they fucking had, crazy. It, it, they had to what wait. What demons did they have? So their demons were Terry's demons. So this could have all been considered like circumstantial evidence had Terry not opened his mouth to two of his cellmates that chose to then bring the information that he gave him to investigators. Hmm. So the demons they were hoping to rid themselves of was the drug abuse. Okay. And then issues in their marriage about Terry's um, depression and grief. Okay, so, so we're he talking was like we're talking like mental demons, not yes. like demonic, like yes, possession emotional demons. demons. Yeah. So he um, was very. He was still like very very depressed and still grieving a lot, like mm-hmm. for his kids. He really missed his his kids, and that put like a huge strain on him and Margaret's marriage like she sure. was just kind of like get over it and he was like I you know, I serious? really miss my kids yeah so this was like her solution yeah so it was her it 
she was the one involved in the black magic. She had friends in the black magic. They're the one who told her about, you know, this ritual. And um, it was her idea, right. essentially, to be like, okay, well, this this will rid you of your grief and, like, you know, get us off the drugs and we're going to have a great life now <laughs> after we murder her. It's like, listen, yeah, like, I know you, like, miss your kids and, like, you're super depressed, but if we murder this lady while the planets are aligned, you'll be totally good. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. It does, definitely. <laughs> I wouldn't feel awful after that at all. No. So, yeah, that's what they did. And it, cutting up her body, like, wasn't even... Part of it. Part of it. Yeah, that was just... Were they just trying to throw people off? Exactly. Yeah, so that shitty. was their solution. I mean, you know, you assume that you separate all of these body parts and that, you know, now if they only find the torso, they don't find the arm, so they don't have the fingerprints. And, you know, maybe the head wouldn't have gotten discovered, so they wouldn't have had the dental records. And, oh, man. Yeah, so that was just their idea to, like, cover like cover their tracks and right. and try and make it longer for her to be identified but then the because they cut the right it was, of skin, it was it was actually easier to identify because it was like oh right she it, was it, identified it so quickly it, it wouldn't have mattered mm-hmm. yeah yeah she was identified so quickly because of the way they skinned the tattoos off of her Ugh, man yeah finally may 7th 2014 they had enough evidence to charge them both with murder they stood trial separately on June 19th of 2015, Terry pled not guilty. So he literally, the entire time, was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never met this woman. Like. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kept saying, you know, he didn't do it. Thankfully, the jury did not believe him, and he was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Nice. June 20th of 2016, Margaret, so a year later, Margaret pled guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Good. Yeah. Is like, 40 years really enough? I mean, it's not, but, like, we've talked about a lot of people who have not been convicted. Yeah, who have led longer lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's good that these people got... The turnaround was relatively quick. Yeah. From, like, the murder to the apprehension and yeah. the trial. A little under three years. Yeah. I mean, that's it's still, it's just crazy. Also, like, how can you maintain... That's, like, such another headspace that I could never get into. Like, how do you maintain... Like, you definitely did this thing, right? Yeah. Like, not only did you kill this woman, but, like, you chopped up this woman, mm-hmm. her limbs, torso, head, everything, everywhere. But, like, you outright deny it to the point where, like, you're going through trial are convicted. Like, did he... Ad- has he admitted it since? No. No. So he still maintains his innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Not plead insanity crazy but it's pretty crazy yeah yeah wow so that is the murder on bourbon street wow that was a good one Mm -hmm. that was really weird that took some turns yeah yeah like the black magic stuff like so first off you start off with the torso did you not like the way no i loved it i thought it was great it was just like quick turns like we were like (laughs) google maps sent us everywhere going around the world a lot of detours yeah it was like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking torso. And then it was like, oh, he's got a family. And it was like, oh, man, he doesn't have a family. And he was like, oh, he went to fucking... Family again. No family, no family again. again. yeah. Black magic. Torso. All right, cool. Demonic stuff. But not really. Just like emotional demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emotional demons are the dumbest kinds of demons. Because they're not demons at all. I mean, they are. They're not. They are. 
It's not like a possessing like demon. Like you know. Yeah, but internally it's it's something you're fighting. Yeah, no, I get that. I understand that. But like for them to call that like for that reasoning, it was not a demon. Like for like your Oh my personal I'm demons. Fighting my demons. I'm fighting my personal <laughs> demons. Let me go murder this person. <laughs> Whoa, slow down, buddy. I don't know if that's gonna help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. Thanks. Yeah, I liked it. Thanks. Do we have a cheers this week or a toast? A toast? Yeah. I have a toast. Do you have one? I don't have one prepared. You went first last time, yeah. so I will go first this time. Are we gonna swap off? Yeah. We'll take turns. Okay. Uh, this is an equal partnership. I like it. Good. So my toast this week, I would like to cheers to my mom. Okay. Because she gave us a date night yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have not had a date night since, like, November. It had been a really, really long time. And I feel that's something that's super important in a marriage, in any relationship, really. Um, you know, to get that time where you're just spending with each other. Like, no... No children, no friends, you know, no family. It's just us, you guys. And, yeah. like, we had not done that in a really, really long time. Yeah. I mean, and, like, literally, like, it was her idea. Like, she offered it, yeah. you know. She was like, oh, I'll come Friday and, you know, watch the baby and you guys can go out. And, you know, it, it made it even more exciting that, like, she, she essentially. wanted to do it. Yeah. That, and, like, she, like, essentially planned it for us yeah, and was, nice. was, you know, she knows how important it is and, and cares about us enough that she wanted to do that for us. And, um, I really, really appreciate it. So yeah, that was really cool. Right? Yeah. So, so cheers. Toast to my mom. Uh, I'm actually going to toast to the movie that we saw. Yeah. It was so good. Holy shit. Like yeah. we won't do like a movie segment, but we watch a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, Part of the reason that we both enjoy doing this podcast is we like scary things. Um, but we went to see The Invisible Man, the new one, with uh, the woman from A Handmaid's Tale. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. And it was, like, way better than I had expected it to be. It was so good. Uh, it's a modern retelling, you know, like, one of the things that I really enjoyed about it was how, like, grounded in reality it is for a movie that has that premise where, like, there's this invisible guy. Yeah. Like, he had... Well, I don't. I don't know. Do I want to? I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, I don't ruin it for anybody. It's a go really, see it. Yeah, it's a really good modern retelling of it that is more grounded in reality than past retellings, where it's like not like a serum or anything like that. You know, it's not like a wacky, like science experiment gone wrong or anything like that. But definitely go see it. She crazy she, good actress. She's such she's a great actress. Incredible. Uh, and it was just a really good flick. So uh, toast to that. Yeah, toast. Cheers. Good Cheers. Job. Toast. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I know, we always clank, say cheers. Clank, 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 <laughs> Well, this is another solid episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, you got anything else? No, just, um, I mean, hit all of our all of our stuff, you know? Yep. Hit at, our socials. At Till Death Do Us pot, Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> at Till Death Do Us Podcast um, on Instagram, you know, like our Facebook page, you can email us at till death to us podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know any any um, any marriage tips you have yourself that we could share. Yeah, I'd sure. love to do that. You know, any cases that you'd like to hear, you can let us know there. Any any things you guys want to toast to, you know, I'd love to read out other people's toasts too. I think that would be super fun. That would be cool. 
share some happiness all around in this dark world. Yeah, it's not just us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, find us. You know, cool. review us. Rate, review us on Apple. Please, please, please. Yep. All the major streaming networks we're on. So, you know, if you whatever you got, you can listen to us on. Still working on iHeartRadio, uh, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, share us all around. Share us with all your friends that enjoy murder mm-hmm. or marriage counseling. Or, <laughs> counseling. Yeah, I don't know. Whoa. Maybe not. I don't know. You listen to us. We do Slow a pretty good down. job. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, or uh, I don't know. Just having a good time. It's yeah. Fun. We have a good time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for Till Death Do Us podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Michelle. And hey, don't murder each other. Bye. Oh.